Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through what happened in markets last week. Let's begin in the US, where stocks lost ground, particularly towards the end of the week, and finished overall with steep losses. The S&P 500 was down over 5% during the week. One of the key drivers in markets last week was the higher than expected inflation number, which came in at 8.6% in the month of May, higher than what it was a month earlier. Now, despite some improvement in the labour markets, the high inflation number keeps the pressure on the US central bank to raise interest rates by half a percent when they meet later this week. And of course, we saw some news coming out of Target, which really puts into context some of the challenges that major retailers are struggling with, particularly with a mismatch of supply and demand. While Target had to reduce its profit estimates for the second time in three weeks, due to the large stockpiles of goods like electronics and patio furniture that have fallen out of favour with consumers, forcing the retailer to discount them. And then, of course, they are now facing higher transportation and energy costs. Let's move to Japan next, where stocks registered moderate gains for the week, with the Nikkei 225 index rising 0.23% during the week. Investors' sentiment was supported by data showing that in the first three months of the year, the Japanese economy shrunk less than expected. Japan's reopening to tourism provided a further boost. Meanwhile, the government has approved plans for a fiscal and economic policy program aimed at raising economic growth. And alongside investment in human capital, science and technology, startup companies and digital transformation, an important focal point will be green transformation, including decarbonisation efforts to boost Japan's economic growth prospects over not just the short term, but of course the medium term. Let's move to China next. In China, stocks rallied amid hopes for more supportive monetary policy and signs that Beijing was easing its years-long crackdown on the technology sector. The blue-chip CSI 300 index, which tracks the largest listed companies in Shanghai and Shenzhen, climbed about 3.7% in its biggest weekly gain since February. On the economic side of things, exports grew at a double-digit pace and imports expanded for the first time in three months in the month of May. This is because factories are reopening and supply chain issues begin to improve. On the coronavirus front, last weekend Shanghai planned to lock down millions of residents for mass coronavirus testing over the weekend, days after the last lockdown was lifted on the 1st of June. Meanwhile, Beijing shut down entertainment and internet venues in two of the capital's largest districts. The latest restrictions came after a handful of community cases were found in both cities, reflecting the Chinese government's determination to eradicate the virus through a zero-tolerance approach, even as other countries try to live with the virus. Let's come a bit closer to home, to Europe, where shares fell sharply after the European Central Bank suggested that it may increase interest rates at a faster-than-expected pace. It is widely expected that the European Central Bank will begin raising interest rates in July and last week it said that it may look to increase interest rates more rapidly after July if the medium-term inflation outlook persists 
or deteriorate. At the same time, the European Central Bank also lowered its outlook for economic growth and raised its projection for inflation. Now, an example of the deteriorating economic conditions on the continent is seen in Germany, where factory orders have fallen for the third consecutive month due to the uncertainty caused by the Ukraine conflict and, of course, weaker demand. And finally, let's wrap up with the UK, where the FTSE 100 ended the week down over 2.8%. Retail sales fell 1.1% over the year to the end of May, a sharper fall than many had anticipated. British consumers cut back sharply on spending last month in almost all areas apart from holidays as the rising cost of living hit budgets hard. The Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD as we often call them, has warned that the effects of high inflation in the UK, which is clearly squeezing households, is likely to mean that economic growth in the UK will grind to a halt by next year putting it amongst the bottom of G20 countries. Meanwhile, following a victory to a challenge in his leadership, Boris Johnson said the government will unveil a series of reforms to help people with the cost of living in the coming week, with measures to cut costs in every area of household expenditure, from food to energy to childcare to transport and housing. So overall, rising inflation is very much at the forefront of investors around the world. Though in this week just gone, in Asia we saw a little bit of promising news. In Japan, the economy appears to be in slightly better shape than many expected. And in China, there are signs that the government is looking to be more supportive of its economy. That's it from me today. I will of course be back again with more next week. Till then. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.